Welcome to Star Wars Age of Rebellion. This is an RPG Storytime presentation of a campaign played over several years utilizing all three Star Wars role-playing books by Fantasy Flight Games. This is a grand campaign where everything you hear was decided by players in an epic-scale role-playing and strategy game, then turned into this production that tells the story one chapter at a time with occasional explanations of game mechanics. The episodes are shorter than most gaming podcasts because each session is summarized in the form of a story much like an audiobook. It begins with a small band of agents played by a few role players. As the rebel cell grows, more players are brought in to take on the roles of other operatives heading out on other missions and taking part in various battles. Every choice affects the direction of the story, both for the characters on the mission and for the overall story arc. And the ultimate fate of the Juvex and Senex sectors is up to them. Aylor Sundown is searching for information on the man who kidnapped her and tugged at her very soul in a vile experiment. She found that a Y-Wing pilot from her original rebel cell named Doubly Vance has located where this information is kept, a base on a lonely planet that once housed the primary head of the Rebel Alliance, Hoth. Aylor and Doubly emerge from hyperspace on the opposite side of Hoth as the Imperial ships. At the time of the battle, Star Destroyers had surrounded the entire planet, but after the evacuation was complete, most of the fleet had moved on, leaving only a garrison. Despite being easier to slip past, those ships might still spot them if they were not careful, so Doubly led them into the atmosphere as quickly as possible, locating a storm that could mask their movements. He asked how good her piloting skills were, and she said they were good enough. They were just good enough. Lieutenant Vance took for granted his skills and had forgotten how difficult such a maneuver could be. Aylor struggled against the high winds and shifting pressure. She had to rely on her instruments as the windows were covered in pelting snow. A couple lights on the Y-Wing could just be spotted, so she followed them until they came through the worst of the storm. They remained low, still avoiding detection, heading toward the old rebel base. Below were miles and miles of snowdrifts as far as the eyes could see. Aylor was glad she had never been aside to the frozen wasteland, even if it would have meant a promotion. Doubly was searching for a place to land. They couldn't get too close to the base. That would mean detection. But they didn't want to be too far away. They might freeze to death before they reached their destination. In addition to all of that, they would need a hidden approach on the ground that allowed them to get inside without being seen. Then R3G1 began squawking, bringing Dubly's attention to his sensors. There was a signal in an alliance frequency made up of a series of beeps coming from nearby. Dubly scanned the area and found a group of life forms within a lone outpost a couple kilometers away. He pointed it out to Aylor. I've got a bad feeling about this whole plan, Aylor said. Trust me, Miss Sundown. This will be better than diving head first into that hive of the Sith. Reggie, let's go check this place out. The two ships blew more snow onto them as they settled down among them. Dublin and Aylor emerged, neither of them dressed for such a harsh environment. They would need to determine what they were going to do quickly. Reggie joined them as Dublin approached the doorway, his hand near his pistol on his hip. Aylor, too, had a hand near her lightsaber. She noticed a camera above the door watching them. She eyed it suspiciously. Dubly kept one hand near his blaster while the other reached for a button by the door. Don't come inside, came a deep voice from a speaker by the camera. Dubly pulled back, grasping his blaster. A click sounded and the voice continued. There are some traps and wampas. Give us a second. Dubly relaxed his grasp, but kept his hand near his blaster. Ayler looked over at him. Wampas? She asked. Lieutenant Yalto Rizan studied the monitor, considering the Duros and the human outside. 
Sensors had only spotted the two ships and there was no sign of any other troops nearby, but every decision he made had to be the right one. There was no room for error. His enormous hand rubbed his green and black sabrak head as he thought, tapping one of his horns. Hey, how are you so sure these guys are on our side? came the small voice of his young companion. Roach, as he was called, stood perhaps a third the size of Yalto. Short even for a human, next to this nearly eight-foot bulked-out creature, he appeared tiny. I'm not, kid, Yalto said. But we're gonna go check. Yeah, I got your back, Roach said as he pocketed a few grenades. His voice wavered and his hands shook, but he put up a good front. He didn't want to be useless should a fight break out. He shoved a helmet that was two sizes too big for him onto his head. It squashed his wild hair, making it bloom out the sides and over his eyes. Can you see out of that thing? Yalto asked. Good enough. I got the bombs. You better stay behind me, kid, Yalto said. Yes, sir, Yali. And stop calling me that. R3G1 bleeped and blinked. Yes, I know it's cold, Reggie. They don't open up soon? I'm gonna slice through, Aylor said, grasping her lightsaber. <laughs> Just then, the hatch slid open, replaced by a giant that filled the entire doorway. Zabrak tattoos riddled his face in fire-red eyes. Small horns dotted his head. His shoulders seemed padded, and his body nearly ripped out of its rebel snowtrooper uniform. Though intimidating in girth, his face showed no aggression. Please tell me you wanted the good guys. Lieutenant Yalto Rizan, 4th Battalion. Yeah, we're the good guys. Shut up, Yalto scolded. I assume you're with the Alliance Navy? He said to Dubly, then turned to Elor. And you, with a lightsaber? Whoa, you're a Jedi, Roach exclaimed, running out to her. This is Roach. He's an engineer. He's, uh, had a little too much sugar. She's a Jedi, Yali. I... A Capitan Doble Vance. This is Reggie. And she's Aylor Sundown. We're with the Juvex Rebel. Aylor interrupted by stepping forward. Were you two with the Alliance base? Can you get us there? She asked. We can. Let's go. Aylor started back for her ship, expecting the others to follow. Hold on just one second. Yalto interrupted. You should know- Hey, Eleanor. I just want to say- it's a real pleasure. I've always wanted to meet a real Jedi. It's Elor. You said something about wampas. Yes, there are several wampas in there. We'll show you. Yalto led them inside and down the corridor that twisted around the periphery of the building. Roach ran ahead, disarming traps he had set up. They passed an opening on the left where a snowdrift had mounted almost all the way to the ceiling. That's where the wampas have their nest, Roach exclaimed. They don't see us past the snowdrift, but they can go out hunting whenever they want. That used to be the skylight room, but the wampas smashed into it during the attack to hide. Now they make it their home, and we haven't tried to get rid of them because they serve as a sort of protection from them. They already protected them once from a patrol that stumbled upon their nest. The snowtrooper bodies are still in there. Why are you still here? We didn't make it to the rendezvous in time, Yalto said. I got cut off, and I found him hiding in some wreckage. When we found the transports were all gone, we had to get somewhere safe. He had worked at this outpost, so we rode a couple tauntauns out to it. There was food stored out there and a lot of equipment. Since we were stranded, we made the best of it. I made the place more livable. And set up traps around the perimeter. Roach interjected with pride. And I used the time to monitor everything the Empire was doing. Yalto pulled out a data card and offered it to Dubly. It's been more successful than I expected. So much so that I should stay and continue on. 
But you should take my findings and the kid back to the Alliance Command. Doubly stared at him, a bit confused. That is why you're here, isn't it? Yalto asked. You came to rescue us? We didn't even know you were here, Lieutenant. Doubly explained. Then you're on a different mission. Yalto observed. Yes, experiments of the Sith. A project called Life Seed. They have the via plans which they are implementing. Rebel Command has been studying this when Hoth was attacked. And now that the Empire has set up our own base, they have stored much of the information there. We must get inside, find the information regarding Life Seed, and use it to track down those in charge of it. Yalto stared at Dubly. He knew that what the pilot was suggesting they do was pretty much impossible. It would be suicide. The Sith and the Jedi all in one mission? This is the best day of my life! Yalto put the data card back and said, I don't know if what you're talking about is possible. Sure it is, Yali, Roach said. He climbed up on a chair so he could reach the controls, and he pressed a series of buttons. A holographic schematic of the rebel base appeared in the room. I've studied these schematics a whole bunch of times. He looked at Aylor, winked, and said, I have a lot of time on my hands. He hopped off the chair and pointed at a narrow crack in the ice in the back of the base they were trying to get into. I noticed there is a secret way into the base from the back. The original builders didn't mind it because the crack was so thin, but over time, it's gotten large enough to get people through. Even you, Yali. If you really push. Let's use that, Aylor said impatiently. That will get us in. But once we are there, they will still see us before we reach the computer network. I might have someone who can help us with that, Yalto said. There's another here with you? Doubly asked. He's not with the Rebellion. It's a hermit who landed here a few weeks ago. He was trying to get away from everything and ran across us. Uh, he's... interesting? He's another Jedi, Roach said excitedly. A Jedi? Aylor asked. Yeah, let me go get him, Yalto said, and he exited through the back. He passed the pair of tauntauns they had in the garage and went out into the snow. There, standing upon one of the hills, was a cloaked figure in silhouette. Yalto, it called. Yalto. Yeah, I'm here, Master Dentra. You will go to the Hoth system. There you will learn from... Already here, Master Dentra. There are a couple people who arrived you might want to meet. Yes, I felt their presence on the way in. I'd imagine you did. One of them's a Jedi like you. Dentra paused again, then said, Yes, of course. Lead the way. The first thing Yalto noticed upon returning was that the hologram was filled with the sights of battle. Something had attacked, and units of soldiers were clashing. Blaster bolts flashed and explosions filled rooms with fire. What is happening? And he ran in among the floating image, trying to get a grasp on the strategic situation. Don't worry, Yali, it's just a game. Reggie and I are using the schematics for the board, and we put in... These schematics are not a toy. Captain Vance, Ms. Sundown, this is Master Dentra. Master Dentra bowed. Aylor nodded, eyeing him with a bit of suspicion. Yalto explained their mission, then doubly added, Them experimenters believe that they can steal the abilities of the Force from one, and then give those abilities to another. Dentra scoffed. One cannot give the powers of using the Force to someone who doesn't have it, can they? Aylor shrugged, and Yalto continued. Whatever the case, we need to make a plan to steal the intel from the old rebel base. 
I wanted your counsel, Master Dendra, on our plans. We're looking at sneaking in here. Why are there wampas at the secret entrance? Sorry, that's just from the game. Roach said, and he deleted the wampas. Rialto pointed out the route from the secret entrance to the database they had to reach. As you can see, there are several rooms and corridors of Imperials in the way. We need to figure out how to get past them. Perhaps a distraction is in order, Dentra said. I could do a flyby. Launch proton torpedo or two. That's the power dispersal room, Roach said. If I can get there, I can shut everything off and you can go wherever you need to go. They're going to react quickly, Yalto said. We're going to need to know what to do when they come after us. There is the snowtrooper armor in the wampa's nest, Roach said. Doubly looked at Yalto. They were thinking the same thing. The group peeked over the snowdrift into the wampa's nest. There were two children and one adult, and none of them seemed to notice those spying on them. Over to the side were a small pile of Imperial snowtroopers, none of them moving. The group of rebels whispered to one another how they would get to the bodies and pull them over the snowdrift. Roach suggested they send R3G1. He can either bring them back, or he'll distract the Wampas, he said. I don't know that Reggie will go for that, Doubly started, but Reggie interrupted with sounds of excitement. Guess he does like the idea. Okay. Yalto picked up Reggie and took it to the top. He then tossed it over and Reggie slid down the opposite side. One of the young Wampas took notice and waddled over to look at the droid. Reggie steadied itself, ready to go after the bodies, but the young Wampa began knocking Reggie around, so Reggie shouted, knocking it back. He stuck the attention of the other young Wampa, and it started after Reggie. Yalto aimed his rifle, ready to shoot down the monster, but Roach stopped him, saying, Listen, Yali, when you're working, I don't have a lot of people to talk to, and sometimes I sit over here and I talk to the Wampas. I like them. I don't want to kill them. I've got a stun grenade. Let me use that. Okay, fine, kid. Just do it. Roach climbed up and threw his stun grenade inside. This knocked out the young Wampa. Sorry, little guy! Roach shouted. The other Wampa heard him and looked up the snowdrift. Yalto shot him. No! With a stun setting. Oh, okay. And slid down the inner part of the snowdrift. The adult Wampa charged! Yalto fired another stun shot, which caused it to stagger back. The others climbed over the snowdrift and slid down, then ran at the snowtrooper bodies. Unable to keep his feet, the Wampa fell backward and hit its head among a rock. No! Roach shouted, and he began to run to the wounded Wampa. Yalto grabbed him. I've got to save my friend! It'll be fine, just get back here, Yalto said, and he dragged him up and over the snowdrift. Back near the control room, they looked over the snowtrooper's armor. There were puncture marks where the Wampa's claws had stabbed and killed them. Blood seeped out, which was easy enough to clean up. However, the puncture marks would be difficult to hide. Roach was optimistic as always, believing he could patch them up so the punctures couldn't be seen, so he started on them as best he could. Suddenly, they heard an alarm in the control room. Yalto and Dubly ran to see what it was. They immediately saw what it was on the screen. Two Imperial probe droids were outside. They were coming from above the outpost, having apparently been above it where they could see the battle with the Wampas. This meant they would have spotted the rebels and the outpost. They were heading back to the converted rebel base. Yalto and Dubly debated in their heads what to do. Chasing after them would simply confirm what they had seen. Not taking chase would mean they'd still send troops because of what they had seen. Yalto said that their signals were jammed within a certain distance, but once they got far enough away, Roach flew through the air shouting, I got it! And he smashed his hand on a large candy red button. That was easy. The player also flipped over a fake counter. This set off an ECM trap around the perimeter of the outpost. 
The probe droids were shocked with a large electrical jolt and crashed to the ground in a heap. I always wondered what that button was for. Now you know, Roach said with a giant grin on his face. Did they get the signal out? Yalto asked. Hmm, I don't think so. I got a signal jammer for the whole area. Matt, we should get a signal out. We don't want them to know we're coming. Maybe we want them to know about this place, so then they come looking. That's not a bad idea, but I'm still going to need to come back and continue at this place. So, uh, Roach, send a signal as if from them that they found something suspicious and direct them to the Wampa's Nest so they just send a small squad again. Sure I can, Yali. Yalto gave him specific instructions on what to send, and the others went about preparing the armor. As they covered the blaster holes, Master Dentra had some time alone with Aelor. What is your purpose in going after this life seed? Revenge. Revenge? That is not the motivation of the Jedi. Who says I'm a Jedi? Aelor asked. Master Dentra looked at her with concern. She continued. You may have chosen that path, but I didn't. I didn't even choose to have this talent. It was put on me. And that bastard violated me because I have it. I'm going to find him to make him pay for what he did. Dentra had nothing more to say. He simply looked at Aylor with concern. Roach suddenly ran in shouting, uh, We need to go quickly. Let's pack up and go. What are you talking about? Yalto asked. <laughs> um, Yali, I know you wanted to come back to this place after they all left, but, uh, <laughs> well, I sort of messed up. What did you do? You know how you told me to send a signal just saying it was some small thing? Well, I accidentally <laughs> sent a signal saying there's a whole rebel invasion landing here. Let's move! They grabbed everything they could that seemed relevant, including all the information Yalto had stored up, and threw it into the Freebird. Ayla would then fly that ship, and Dubly would fly the Y-Wing, and they'd follow the others on the two Tauntauns as they swung around behind some large hills on their way to the former rebel base. Their rush was spurred on by the fact that the Empire would be sending a large number of forces to destroy the rebel invasion. They would need to avoid this army while swinging around toward the base from which they had come. Lieutenant Yalto Rizon had not fully admitted it to himself yet, but the outpost he had spent months building up and was prepared to return to in order to continue spying on the Imperials was soon to be overrun, and he would never be able to return to it. His fate was tied in with the people he had just met. This has been an RPG Storytime presentation of Age of Rebellion. Join us next week to hear what happens next. If you'd like to see a visualization of this episode, check out our YouTube channel. The link is in the description. If you'd like to see other things written by the author of this show, you can also find that in the description. Happy gaming, everybody!